The Greenwood and Mulliner Show is sponsored by OneFootball. OneFootball is the app you all need to get the latest info on Newcastle United and the Premier League. Make sure you go and download OneFootball today. Newcastle Fans TV. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Greenwood and Mulliner Show here on Newcastle Fans TV. We've got another former player. <laughs> we were, yeah. it's like, a it's cult like hero buses. it's like London buses Sam we've been waiting a little while to get one full player and then two come along at once I know, I know and this one has the greatest name ever literally, figuratively metaphorically, spiritually Papa Vassalou what a hero the only, the first and only Cypriot to ever play in the Premier League. What an absolute dude he is. And as you will come to hear, my word, he knows his stuff. In terms of the coaching side of things, in terms of Papa Vasilou's career in coaching, very successful, being a manager in four different countries as well. And I suppose when you listen to a manager talk about coaching, in particular the situation that Newcastle find themselves in, is actually really eye-opening because you actually can get into the mind of a coach who knows what it takes to get out of the difficult positions that Newcastle are currently facing right now. So, Yeah, yeah. And you can tell he's, he's still following the club really, really closely. Um, we, we go on about, um, obviously, Newcastle post-takeover and the squad we've got now and the players that excite him. So he, he's still following the team. He still has a great love for the area. Um. Yeah, and and what a really cool, fun guy as well. Uh, like away from his, I can imagine he's got that fire in him. Like when if you're playing for him, if if uh, you want to get on the wrong side of him, if things weren't going your way. But yeah, absolute dude, uh, cult hero, still fondly remembered on Tyne sides. So yeah, and 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 just a, a fun name to say over and over again. <laughs> Nico Dimos Papavasilou is his full name, which I think is obviously is a, it's an unreal name. But in terms of the football side, it was brought in in the early 90s under the entertainer era under Kevin Keegan, the first Cypriot to play in the Premier League. And you know, it's an honour for it's, it's one of his biggest honours in football. By the way, he was so proud talking about that very early on. So we've had, we've had the first Cypriot to play in the Premier League and the first Peruvian with Nobby. Yes. So, I don't know. We need to track down these other players that were the first of their nation to play in the Premier League, of which I can't think of any to hand. Um, very good question, actually. I'm thinking of any, like, Australia or New Zealand. Where was, where was Tony Yeboah from? <laughs> I'm no, like, I, was he from the, Car- like the Caribbean, something like that, like West Indies way or something? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, well, we're talking about Leeds players for former Leeds. Yeah, players. I know, but I was just thinking it was just the first. Maybe he was from an obscure nation. I don't know. <laughs> Two fantastic goals which get put on repeat. They're the other one, of course, against Liverpool, and then the other one against Wimbledon at Sellers Park. Those goals, I think, stick to my own. Why are you talking is... about Leeds players? I don't. Mate? I don't know. I don't know. You've got me on a tangent. tangent. Look for balance. Oh. Hope Leeds go down. We all let Leeds go. There you go. We'll leave it there. When the great one Newcastle won one nil at Leeds. <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, but in in terms of the the show at the minute, Sam, it's going pretty well, and we have got a couple more guests 
lined up in the next couple of weeks. So different sort of guests as well, not necessarily like former players every week, but people that just love yeah. Newcastle. And, it's, and again, we're, we're doing all right. Doing a good mix. Right. A good mix, a good mix. So, yeah, the only thing that's missing is, I mean, we're recording this uh, on Saturday morning ahead of our Newcastle's game to, to Brentford and Johnny's going out on the lash today. Uh, I'm not because I have a family. So, uh, Johnny has, is yet to have sired any offspring So uh, that we know of. So, he gets to go uh, to the pub larging it all afternoon because... Tickets were so sparse for the away end at Brentford, even you couldn't get a ticket, despite your three-figure loyalty point. Yeah. Even when even when I got told that Brentford had a small location, I was thinking maybe it'll start at 150. I might have half a chance. If I got 150, I might have, might have got a ticket, but unfortunately, because it was it started off 180. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, listeners from around the world won't get that darts reference. <laughs> uh, it's not like 180, so unfortunately, you couldn't get to that. Um, but I think that uh, this will probably be the only game that I probably won't be able to get a ticket for. And it's a small allocation. It's a ground that you haven't been to. Bournemouth is always quite tricky. Bournemouth you start at 120. Yeah, but I think any other game. Post takeover, the demand has gone through the roof as well, hasn't it? Because people are obviously returning. That yeah. wouldn't that said they wouldn't return under Mike Ashley. So it is what it, this was always going to happen. But it's actually, I think it's a really good debate, Sam. And I might get you to come on a video. Well, this is a little plea for all the fantastic listeners out there. And I might get a video. And we'll talk about the loyalty point structure. We'll talk about away games now and what the future could hold for Newcastle. And then we'll get a bit of a debate going. Should should it change? Should it not? What what do people think about? Because I think it would be a very very interesting debate. But we'll have to wait and see on that. But just finally on Papa Vasily, um, a, a man that's exactly a man that obviously played a handful of games for Newcastle in the early 90s. Do you think that that team is overrated? And I have to ask this team, I ask you that because it never won anything, but the football that played no. was absolutely incredible. It's not overrated, no. Just no. What a stupid question. No. <laughs> of course it's not overrated. Best They were the best ever promoted team. I mean, there's like debates now of like, oh, that Wolves team that came up were really good. No, bollocks. No. Sorry. Newcastle came up and finished third straight away. It matter about anything else. And they were brilliant. And like Cole and Beardsley up front. How, how, no. It's just no, they were brilliant. End of. Good answer. <laughs> that shuts up every non-Newcastle supporting fan about that, <laughs> about that era and about that team. But I think it's about time we get this show up and running. It is the Greenwood and Mulliner Show with Nicky Papavasily. The Greenwood and Mulliner Show on Newcastle Fans TV. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Greenwood and Mulliner Show here on Newcastle Fans TV. Me and Sam today are joined by the first Cypriot to play in the Premier League. And of course, he played for the mighty Newcastle United as well. It is Nicky Papavasilou. Nicky, welcome to the Green and Mullen Show. Thank you. Thank you. Very nice to talk to you guys. It's a pleasure as well, Nicky. It's a pleasure as well. But it, it must fill you with so much uh, pride to become the first Cypriot 
to play in the Premier League and for Newcastle United in the Premier League. How much of an honour and a privilege do you think that is? Uh, it's a big, it's a big honour um, from day one, and uh, I think it's very big honour also for my country because uh, I'm the first, I'm still the the only one who played in the Premier League from my country. So yeah, it's been something that follows me all my career now. Uh, also as a manager, is it a thing that where you you think? I want to keep this record, and you think any any good any good Cypriot player coming through? Go no, go to Barcelona, go go to Italy, go go to Spain, go go here. Just just leave my record alone. Uh, no, I think that's too selfish. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see another players, another guys that uh, make make it to the top level, and uh, of course uh, there is many talented players who manage to play in other countries, not in England. Uh, unfortunately, yeah. So I hope in the future uh, somebody can break this record. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Nicky, can you tell us a little bit about how you heard about Newcastle's interest in you, and was that your destination that you just wanted to get to? You wanted to play under Kevin Keegan. You wanted to play for Newcastle United in the Premier League. Yeah, yeah. It, it all started uh, actually in the qualification round and the of Cyprus where uh, we had um, an interesting group with uh, Wales and uh, Romania and Belgium. So um, uh, at this moment, I was playing in uh, Offi Creed and uh, Offi was um, uh, a really, really a good club that uh, always challenged for the first positions in the, in the Premier League in, uh, in Greece. We had a lot of success there and uh, I had a, a Dutch coach that uh, really inspired me and uh, influenced my career to play in a certain way. The national team gave me the opportunity to show myself. So um, I had uh, some uh, really top games against Romania and uh, uh, I remember I, we played against uh, Wales in Cyprus where we lost 1-0. And Terry Gorath was the was the manager of uh, of Wales at this time, so um, uh, luckily I met him after the game in the in the airport, and uh, he told me, "Hi, I'm Terry Gorath." Uh, I said, "Yeah, I know." <laughs> so <laughs> you had a good game. You had a very good game against us. Are you interested to play in England? I said, uh, "I would love to." <laughs> so he says, "Give me your phone number." So I got his. I, I, I gave him my phone number, and uh, after after a month, uh, he called me. We didn't have any any mobiles at the time, <laughs> so he called me in the house, and he says to me, "Yeah, I've got uh, two clubs for you." Uh, he says, "Which clubs are these?" He says, "Manchester City and Newcastle United." So, yeah, I said, okay, tell me a little bit more about it. So he says to me, uh, Kevin Keegan is the manager of uh, Newcastle United. Okay, I said, I want to go to Newcastle <laughs> because he was, my, he was my hero. He was my, the player I always admire. And uh, I said, yeah, that would be very interesting. Uh, so they, he spoke with them. And um, 
I remember at the time I I had also an offer from Monaco. Um, and uh, the thing with Monaco, it was that uh, the rules there uh, at, it, at, at this time in the European football were different. And uh, they offered me to go as a fourth foreigner. So uh, at this time, they had uh, Klinsmann, they had Shifo, and they had uh, Rui Barros. So I, I was going to be the fourth one. So I knew my chances will be not uh, great to to play, and uh, at the meantime, uh, Newcastle uh, Terry Oras told me about uh, Newcastle United. So I said, okay, I, I, I would love to take this opportunity. He says the only thing you need to come here for a week, so the gaffer can see you playing in our environment. I said, okay, okay, we can do this. So then they they send a proposal to my club in Ofi. Um, the president was, uh, you know, very happy to let me go for a week. So yeah, I went uh, I went there and uh, I remember the first uh, session was in Saint James Park. It was after the game and because Newcastle at this time was first in the league in the second mm-hmm. division in the championship. So uh, I did my first session uh, uh, in the St. James Cup Park. It was like a small-sided game because uh, the first uh, first players they played uh, the day before, and the next day we was playing a reserves game. So that was the game that I had to show myself uh, what I can do. Uh, so I I went to play this game. Uh, Keegan was. Uh, with us in the bus and also Terry, Terry McDermott. So I, I don't remember exactly, I think it was Sunderland. So wow. it was like, it was like uh, you know, uh, reserves, but always the games against Sunderland is, uh, is tough ones. So yeah, I, uh, I, I think I did well. So after the game, he came with a lot of passion. You know, I, I, he came in the dressing room, he says, I love the way you play. I love the way you play. I want to sign you. <laughs> okay, that's brilliant. Okay. So, yeah, um, he says, uh, I saw enough. Uh, you can go back and um, we will do everything with your club and to to bring you here uh, uh, for the next season. I said, okay, that's, uh, that's great. So, um, at this time, they, um, I, I didn't have the Greek passport. And it was very difficult to get a work permit. So uh, Newcastle applied for the work permit. They agree with the club. And um, yeah, he called me and he says, uh, Nicky, unfortunately, we have a problem with the work permit. And uh, I really don't know what to do. I really want to sign you. And so then um, I spoke with my club. I was already five, six years in uh, Greece, in, the, in uh, staying there, playing there. So the president said to me, okay, because they were friends with uh, Sergio Hall, they make everything fast in two, three months. I had the Greek passport. Then I had, I had, I could make this, uh, this uh, transfer. So yeah, it was uh, fantastic. And um, uh, I remember when, uh, when I went there, the, the team was in, in the Premier League champions and, um, 
the, the city, the, the passion, the was uh, what an amazing experience. Just goes to show, show uh, Sir John can make anything happen, can't he? So just leave it with, leave it with Sir John; he can do it all. Yeah, just, just how much of a culture shock was it then, Nicky, to, to come over from from Crete? Nice weather, different standard of football to, to Newcastle, where it's cold all the time and usually raining. Yeah, yeah it, it's a big, a big change. Very, very big change. Um, I had the experience because uh, 16 years old, I was in Arsenal and uh, also in Oldham Athletic, which I had uh, Pat Rice, I had Joe Royal, uh, and uh, I had this one-year experience of uh, what uh, English football is about. So, as a young boy, as a youth player, um, and it helped me a lot, but... Uh, it's a massive, it was a massive step for me to go in a different style of football where European football is, uh, is uh, it's more possession orientated. Uh, sometimes you, you, you have to freeze the game a little bit. Sometimes you go fast, sometimes you go slow. Sometimes you, you you cannot advance in one side. You have to go to the other side. It's more. It's a different style uh, style of football, where in England it's everything so 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 fast and uh, it's so direct. Sometimes you play a pass back and the people didn't like it, so everything has to go forward one v one. You know, yeah. It's uh, the intensity the the time you have because you need to you need to think about uh, the space the time how you get uh, you, because you want to be on the ball so you have to work a lot without the ball um yeah the intensity the the aggressiveness sometimes uh, of the opponents it's it was uh, everything uh, everything uh, faster everything more intensive the trainings the pre-season, I remember the pre-season was, uh, was a really hard one. I remember Terry McDermott, he came to me the last day. He says, Nicky, that's the last day. Don't worry. You, you did. <laughs> <laughs> he says, well done. Well done, son. That's okay. That's the last day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I don't think me and Sam would do any better, Nicky. So I no. think it'd be absolutely fine. No. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't. I was just going to say I don't think me and Sam could have done very well on that, on those uh, pre-season fitness tests. I think it, we would have been struggling to say the least. Oh. However, um, what, what was that first game like, Nicky, in front of Saint at Saint James's Park? Obviously, in '93, your debut against Tottenham. What can you remember from that day? And you talk about the intensity. How quickly into the game did you realize, ooh, I need to step a little level if I want to be continuing to be at this high level? Yeah, it was um, uh, the preseason, the, the friendly games helped me a lot because uh, we played some uh, really good games against Rangers for the Ali, Ali McCoy's testimonial. That was um, a very good experience for me to, to adapt to the level. Then we play against Liverpool for another testimonial for uh, Ronnie Willan yeah yeah Willan yeah that was uh, that was another game that uh, helped me a lot 
So, uh, yeah, I did very well. I remember I did very well in the preseason. Um, I gained the trust of the coach to start with me in, in the first game against Tottenham. Yeah, it was a fantastic experience because I the the, the support has made me feel so good from the warm-up. And uh, I remember they put the Zorba and it was like, okay, amazing, you know, and the people, they were clapping before the game. So the game started, full stadium, amazing experience. It helped me a lot, the supporters, the crowd, uh, the support we had was amazing. Of course, it was not the best results for, for us, but uh, I think uh, how I was adapting to the, to, the, to the English Premier League, also the team was adapting to the, to the intensity and to the level of the Premier League because the championship is different, also for the gaffer, you know. So we was trying those first games to find our way to get the confidence. Um, the manager was uh, outstanding. Uh, to his man management, he gave me the trust to every player. To every player, he was different. He was playing with us. I remember every session, so it was uh, something very new for me because uh, when I was in Greece, uh, we had this Dutch coach, very you know serious outside <laughs> guiding the session, tactical and everything. Kevin was every day with us playing, uh, <laughs> playing in the in the training, which uh, Fas was doing all the tactical work. Uh, Fazakali, yeah. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I remember. I remember. I every day he was training with us. Uh, Kevin, and I were people were asking. I said, he's the best player. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean. Considering we were a, like a newly promoted team coming up from what is now the championship, we had a really, really good team. Like, and you say Kevin, Kevin could still hold his own in, in training or whatever. He could have played the game himself. But how was it playing with the likes of Beardsley and and Cole just as you as your front two for starters? Yeah, yeah, it was uh, was unbelievable. Coley was on fire. He was so sharp. Always when you had the ball, you, you was looking for space. He make your life easier because every time he was available, every time he was making those runs behind the defense. So, yeah, it was easy for me to find him in those uh, channels. Uh, Peter Bersley was uh, absolutely amazing player, amazing player. He was a uh, very special player, how his control in small spaces, He's pressing. Sometimes he was going slow. Some then he was accelerate, and he was winning the ball in front. He was, you know, so much help for us, you know, because every time the first pressing start from him. But uh, his movement, his combination play, his uh, ability to finish, uh, to make some amazing uh, finishing in the goal was really outstanding player. But probably. John Beresford, I had him uh, on uh, on the left back, always giving the ball on time, you know, guiding you. Uh, Venison was a real captain. Um, we we had some amazing personalities. I was a young boy and I was learning every day from them. You know, 
Yeah, it must have been some sort of experience to, like I say, to play with some of the players that you talk about there. Uh, but who who were the players that kind of looked after you in that in that first spell at Newcastle, like the first couple of months at Newcastle? Was there a couple of players that you know made sure that you kept on the right path, made sure that you were ultra professional, making sure that you could get the best out of your ability? Yeah, um, Peter was 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 a player that he was always uh, talking to you and. Um, Barry Venison, he motivated me in a different way, giving me a hard time. So, because uh, he, um, it was so different than, than Greece, because every session you had to give your 100%. And it was like a fight every, every session, every small sided game, every game, you know, he was pushing me to, to give my 100% in everything. So, uh, yeah, uh, Pavel Sernicek was uh, my very good friend. He was my he was my roommate. He was an amazing personality, fantastic, fantastic boy. So so nice uh, person. We we get on really really well. Yeah, and uh, my English at this time was not uh, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and uh, the Jordi action that didn't make it any easier. <laughs> how quick did you have to? Uh, how quick did you pick up the Jordi and and the the kind of because it's it's obviously so different to just normal English. Yeah, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it, it was it was very difficult for me. Yeah, because uh, yeah, it was uh, guys that uh, they were not from there. But uh, the local guys, I find it really, really. I say, I was saying, oh, can you speak a little bit slow? Honestly, you know, it is everybody that we've spoken to who isn't from the area, as soon as they understand what Newcastle and the people it's all about, they quickly grow into it and they feel that they can be a part of something special. Did you feel like that when you were understanding English and Geordie, Nicky, and almost maybe being an adopted Geordie, if you like, by getting to understand the area and what Newcastle is all about? Yeah, I, I, I connected. I connected really, really well with the people. Uh, I love my time there. The everyday training, the, when you go out, how the people respond when you're in the city. Um, very warm people, very passionate people. They love their club, and uh, I really, really got connected uh, to the club, to the to the city, to the to the environment. It was um, it was um, very special moments for me, and um, you know sometimes uh, I. I think about my experience because uh, I started the, the first seven games of the season, and I think I I, I did really really well. And um, when I dropped from uh, the gaffer, um, I took I took it a little bit uh, badly because I thought that uh, yeah I should continue, but uh, the competition was uh, was huge. Scott Sellers was a uh, Playing amazing, playing amazing, which was the player that he was playing in my position. Pedro came back, and uh, the team um, had really good results. And uh, 
uh, yeah, I it made it a little bit difficult for me. Uh, also, I had a small injury, so it didn't help me to to go back into the team um, after I dropped. But um, yeah, I we finished the season, and uh, Gaffer came to me and he says, "Okay, uh, Nikki, we have an offer from Genoa in Italy." So yeah, the, the club was going to benefit. Uh, they he told me about one million pounds, and uh, he says go to go to for holidays. You are going in Italy. We we made the deal. So I went uh, I went in uh, in Cyprus. I had my holidays, but I also worked very very hard to get ready to get my chance to go in Campionato. At this time was. Italian football was so really, really in a good, uh, in yeah. a good level. And uh, then suddenly, uh, Skukrafi, he didn't. Uh, if you remember, Skukrafi wanted by Leeds at this time, and uh, they didn't agree in personal terms. So it was no space for me to to complete the transfer. Then I had to go back to Newcastle. So at, and at this time, it was the preseason. So. Uh, Kevin uh, signed, uh, I remember Philip Albert, he signed Rul Fox. He, he had some really, really special, uh, special transfers, special players who, after they helped the team so much. So we had the, when I came back, I was in a really, really good form again. I was really back to myself. So we had one, uh, we had one 11 v 11 game in St. James Park when it was uh, playing against into a new surface because they changed the grass completely and they they did uh, uh, where the, the field was so perfect. So we we played, it was people came to see the new signings and everything. So I was playing in the, I, I remember the second team we changed in the, in the visitors uh, changing rooms. The first team started uh, change. It was like a serious game against us. So uh, in the first half, I was I was on fire. I, I was really on fire. So he he came into the dressing room. He says, "Fucking brilliant, <laughs> Just keep playing like an international, you know." And uh, he was so excited. And it was only one week before we start the season. So Tuesday, it was a reserves game. So usually he was not going to the reserves games. So he came into the bus and he said next to me, he says, we start the league on Saturday. Just keep playing today. Make a good game today. And you are involved on Saturday. So I I said, okay, fantastic. You know, I'm back. So uh, I went uh, I went into this game and in the fifth minute of the game I got injured very serious injuries in my serious injury in my knee. So I went straight for a surgery and <coughs> it took me it took me two months. It was a wrong operation. I went again in a surgery. I I did the second one. So for five months I was completely out. And uh, yeah, that was the chance again to go back to the team to stay in the Premier League. 
then uh, yeah, I got uh, really, really disappointed. I had my ex-coach Inofi calling me all the time, come, we will get you well, we will go back to your friends, back to your environment. Yeah, and uh, I went to speak with uh, with Kevin and he put me in the office and he says, listen, I'm going to get you well. We try again, okay, because I believe on you. You get well, you go back to the... If you, if you don't manage to play, we can sell you in another team. I've got for you another four or five teams that can be interested for you. I said, no, I, I want to go home. And I was, that was the... The worst decision I ever did in my life. <laughs> <laughs> was that, was that... It was a long time without football. I, I got so frustrated with my injury. You know, I didn't know that I could get back into the level again. Was that because, Nicky, that you'd, you'd worked so hard to, to try and get back in, in the first team and obviously your head was turned because you thought you were going to Genoa come back, work again, get back in the team, and then you get injured. So that must be really tough mentally. Is that what kind of, did it kind of make you homesick in a way? Yeah, and, and I, my ambition was always to play for Newcastle and um, I wanted to take my chances. But uh, the injury make it very, very difficult for me because uh, I remember when... Uh, when I did, I did the second surgery, and uh, I was in the in the physio room, and uh, my doctor in Greece told me, "Don't make any cybex; it will affect your knee." So Gaffer was there, and uh, Derek, uh, the physio, was there. I think Derek was. I don't know if he's still there. He's still there now. Derek he's, still there. There. he's still there. <laughs> Unbelievable. And I was saying to Derek, Derek, I should not do the, the Cybex because when I came back, uh, I was again, I could train. So Gaffer said, no, you have to make the, the Cybex and uh, you, 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 if you want to get back in normal training, you have to, we have to see that you are, uh, your both legs are at the, at the same level. But anyway, I did the Cybex and then the next day I was full of water my knee was swelling again. So I was, it, it was like trying, 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 getting a level, then again, hold me back, another one month out. So it was like five, six months continuous struggle. So I, I, I thought, I didn't go back because I thought I was homesick. I go back because I knew that I need time to get well again. And uh, of course, it was not uh, the best decision because going out, out from the from a team like Newcastle and go back to Greece, then you don't have again the chances to to play in that level. It's uh, as simple as that. I, I, I just like the willingness, to be honest with you, Nicky, that you wanting to do almost everything possible to try and get back in the team and to be. Yeah. So unfortunate the fact that the injury. I, I read up a little bit about, it and like I say, five days before the first game of that season. It's it's so unfortunate. But did it help you throughout your career that setback for the rest of your playing career? Because at least you had a taste of what it was like, and you could take that experience into every other club that you play for after. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, of course, I didn't reach uh, those levels, 
but uh, I was always a very important player in the, in in the teams that I played after this. Uh, continuing playing for the for the national team and uh, and in Champions League and in uh, Europa League and uh, because I was always in teams that uh, they were challenging for championships for every competition. So yeah, it's it's different level, but also it was. Uh, really enjoyable for me because the my times in Newcastle always comes with me and the respect I had from uh, the people in Greece, the people in Cyprus, it was uh, really, really uh, huge and um, it helps me also uh, my football career and the coaches I work with help me now because it's been now 14 years I'm a manager in I I coach in four different countries, so yeah, it's it's a, it's it was an amazing experience to get all this information because I always I was always writing the sessions, always writing the important moments because I think I knew that I want to be a manager, you know, I want I want to I want to coach. Yeah, was that, was. Working with Kevin, then obviously you, you say was your hero. How much do you take from working with Kevin to to using your own managerial experience day to day, or were you like you say the Dutch coach sitting back and more tactically astute than than Kevin that just wanted to run around and join in training? Yeah, I think you take from everybody. First yeah. of all, first of all, uh, Kevin, when uh, the first day I remember, he says, uh, "I don't want to see any long balls." So the ball is on the floor. So we we wanted to play football. We wanted, and uh, I think uh, my style and the way I was playing, he rep- represented also. That's why he signed me. I think because he liked uh, combination play. He liked players who has the uh, the technique, the intelligence, the the confidence to go in one v one to to play forward. That was the style of uh, of Kevin, and um, of course, um, um, the Dutch coach Gerald was uh, inspired me a lot also because the the Dutch way of playing it's uh, it's the Cruyff way, yeah, and uh, of course it was it was very very similar. But uh, in Gerald's uh, way, it was more details. It was more um, uh, more tactical, I have to say, because in, at these times, uh, English football was different. Of course, so Kevin tried to play with the ball, try to play um, in this entertainment way, uh, but it was. It was very similar the way I was playing in 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 Greece with uh, ball orientated. Always want the ball. Always, you know, don't lose the ball. It was more like Manchester City now that you know you are in a team that wants the ball. You don't want to give the ball away. So yeah, it was uh, those uh, those two coaches influenced my career a lot and uh, influence my philosophy and the way I want to play in the teams that I coach now. 
Fantastic. I bet, I bet you wish you had uh, Bernardo Silva and uh, Rodri, Ilkay, Gundogan, just in the middle, just keeping the ball for you now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I guess it's easier when you have these kind of uh, world class players. <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course. Um, yeah. just, just a little bit going back onto Newcastle. Uh, I read that you were a scout for Newcastle United for a little while. Can you just explain to our uh, viewers and subscribers what your role was at Newcastle United and what sort of player, how old, what particular ability that they were looking for at the time? What, uh, what, uh, what, um, what it was asking for me? That's yes. Well, um, uh, first of all, uh, uh, Gaffer wanted to to work defensively uh, more than I used to. So in this preseason, he helped me to adapt into to um, the defensive work. You know, when uh, when the winger has the ball with uh, John, that I had to go back, make a double marking. You know, also also the pace of the game. You don't have time to to make one uh, movement, cross the ball, and then takes you a long time to go back. No, you have to uh, you have to make the action, go back, rest there. So you know it was some details, some tips that helped me, you know, to adapt into 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 the pace, into the intensity of the Premier League. So another thing that I I take it was uh, how to to move effectively without the ball so that gives me those split moments these seconds that i need to take people on so yeah this helped me a lot sometimes i was also you know talking with john you know sometimes i wanted this pass to to play first touch so i've got this little three four meters to take People all go for combination play. So all these, uh, you know, time and space, time and space, you know, English football is about time and space. So you can be on the ball and do the things that you can do. So, yeah, he, want, he wanted me to be confident. He wanted me to take people on, but uh, also deliver those crosses and these early balls for uh, for Coley or uh, you know for uh, Petro where uh, with Petro was a different style of play so you 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 start to understand that you need to play also to the characteristics of your teammate not only to what you see but let's say Coley was a player that you uh, you need to fit him in space where Peter Bersley, you need to play him fit because every time you play him in fit, he goes for combination play, you know, or sometimes early balls, the, the kind of delivery, all this was, uh, yeah, it was a masterclass. It was uh, something that I took from, you know, from the everyday work. Uh, I remember also Fass was correcting me. Um, about my defensive work, about the one-twos, about the double marking, about uh, yeah things that uh, that I took. Now I can see the the work is different. 
the work is so much different. The analyst, the supporting staff, the the coaches you have around you, you know, everything. It's it's more expertise. It's more uh, detail. It's more you know, football evolved and so much different now. But those people, they had experience and they, they were so practical to tell you the important things that you have to correct in a different way than nowadays. So, so now when you're managing, um, what sort of, what are your key kind of characteristics do you look for when you're trying to sign a player? So if an analyst comes to you and says, I've got this player, this player, this player. What what do you look for? What are the main attributes you look for in a player? Yeah, there's uh, there's many attributes which we we, we watch, but uh, mainly I sign a player who can fit the way I want to play. So I'm not. Uh, sometimes you you have uh, an exceptional player that they offer you, and the analyst they came or the club they comes, but you can see that this player cannot play the way I want to play. So you don't sign him. I don't sign him. I I want to sign players that they fit the way I want to play. And uh, they will adapt to my philosophy and the, and the way I think about football. I look for smart players. I look for uh, for intelligent players. You, you need to be technically in a very good level, in a great level, so you can play position uh, position football. Who would you say is the best player you've ever coached so far in your career, in your managerial career? The best player I ever coached. Yeah, that's a that's a great uh, <laughs> that's a great uh, question. Um, I had Vitek in Slovan Bratislava, the striker. So and uh, also also Priesting, uh, Hungary national team. Um, yeah, in in Slovan, I had some uh, really really good international players. Also in Greece, also in Egypt. Now it was uh, the Egyptian league is uh, they have uh, some uh, unbelievable players, technically unbelievable players. You know, you I mean you know very well Salah, and uh, but uh, the talent, the talent there, the competition, the aggressiveness. The intensity of the league, oof! And the the thing you don't see many Egyptian players playing abroad because they're earning so much money there. <laughs> they don't want to go out. <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow! I mean, t- looking at um, Newcastle United nowadays, Nicky, we've obviously just had a, a takeover and we've come into a bit of money. So, what? Where do you think? Uh, the team needs to strengthen. What sort of player would you be looking for um, if it was down to you to be signing these players? Yeah, first of all, um, uh, it's a it's a process, and uh, and this takeover, of course, uh, we are all very happy about it because uh, this takeover will take uh, Newcastle United in a different level. It's already the richest club in the world. So, uh, but uh, it, uh, it, it will take time. It will take a long time. And it needs a, a good strategy, a good vision. And because Newcastle at one point will be 
one of the best teams in the world. That's uh, that's where Newcastle will be one day. But uh, this day will not be in one and two years because uh, because now, of course, the team need to be saved in the in, in the Premier League. And um, I see the last five games. It, it's fantastic because I think Eddie Howe did a very very good job. The team looks more solid, more confident, and uh, of course, with the results, uh, this will help. It's very important the next four or five games because I think the last three four games of the of the season will be very tough ones. Yeah. And uh, this is this is the number one priority now to stay in the Premier League, and and then it will take time because if you want to be one of the best teams in the in the world, you need to be able to attract world world class players, which at this moment you don't have, and uh, and. Uh, the competition now is huge because you see Liverpool, you see Manchester City. It didn't come, it didn't happen uh, overnight. So you need time and you need to know what is your goal and where you want to be. But it takes, uh, it takes uh, serious steps. So the, the money, of, of course, is uh, the, are very important. But you need to start to go and compete against Liverpool, against Chelsea, against Manchester City. You you need to go slowly, slowly to the top four, and then you can attract the world class players. And then the, those players they can see, okay, I'm going to Newcastle United because I'm going there to win things. That's how you attract the world class players. It just sounds mental. It sounds crazy. Yeah, yeah. You say stuff about Newcastle United like that now. Newcastle and winning things. What's that? <laughs> it will happen, guys. It will happen. Oh, I'm so positive. I'm really, actually, really fascinated because obviously, with your experience, Nikki, as a manager, obviously, you, like you say, you've been managing in four different countries. Your particular take on Eddie Howe at Newcastle right now. What has he changed, and what has he done well in the short term that he's been at Newcastle? Because Obviously, under the previous manager, there was a lot of discontent with the supporters. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was really, really bad, and uh, I didn't like it because I don't think um, um, Bruce uh, was uh, treated treated well. Uh, I think we had some good runs with uh, many, many, many problems. Um, with the um, with the board and everything, he tried his best, and I think uh, with the circumstances he had and uh, what he had, uh, he did. I, in my opinion, he did okay. Um, yeah, but now, now with uh, Howie, I think uh, the, the the biggest difference is uh, it's uh, is the idea behind it. Uh, the, the team uh, defend a lot better. The, the team looks so, so well prepared from what the opponent will do. So it's always uh, very difficult to break now Newcastle, you know, because they're, they're really, really solid in the defense, how everybody works. Um, 
I think uh, Joe Ellington is uh, having an amazing season in a, in, a, in a position that nobody thought that uh, he could play there. And um, uh, being so solid, um, I think it helps uh, the special players like uh, Wilson, like uh, St. Maximin to, to, to show themselves which I think this uh, Sam Maximin is an amazing player. I, I, it's, uh, it's so I, so exciting for the fans because the fans, they like this kind of players. You know, I hope he he's fit and uh, he can play today. I don't know if he's, uh, if he's available today. 50-50. It's going to go down to the wire, so hopefully he can. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So th- those are the players that the Newcastle supporters wants to see, isn't it? Yeah, I had a feeling you might like uh, some Maximin, Nicky. Just, I just <laughs> thought he'd, he'd be he'd be your kind of player. Is yeah. is he someone that that you'd, if you were like the new owners and Eddie Howe, you'd be looking in the future to build that team around? And also, absolutely. What do you make of the, the? You mentioned Joe Linton there. What do you make of his transformation? And and who would have thought it? He'd have turned into a Brazilian Patrick Vieira. Unbelievable, unbelievable. He's uh, the guy. He's working so much for the team. He's giving. He sacrifice everything for the team. And um, he he's been uh, outstanding uh, the last period. Uh, so. And also, it shows how mentally tough the boy is, because yeah. I think he had a very hard time with the with the crowd and with the supporters. Didn't like uh, the way he was playing, but now he proved everybody that uh, he he can do an amazing job in a different position, sacrificing everything for the team. This is the kind of players you want in your team, absolutely. Uh, but uh, yeah, of course, uh, Fraser, of course, Wilson, Saint Maximum, and also Willock, Willock is a player that he scored the last game, and he, you need his goals, you need his uh, his good performances. He's a special player also that he can uh, he can uh, make the difference. Yeah, but uh, yeah, uh, Saint Maximum is a player that I really really like. And uh, he's a player that uh, I am sure that uh, he will develop uh, because what what is important for this kind of play is that he can influence the result more, more and more. He's a player that he can make things happen. So he can score more goals, he can create more goals. So maybe with better players around him, he he can get his level even higher. And that's that's how that's how it is. Yeah, well, hopefully he can get his level even higher. God knows what he could be like in a few years with some better players around him. Um, Nicky, how confident are you of Newcastle United staying in the Premier League this season? Have they got enough to make sure that they're not going to be involved in the bottom three from now at the end of the season? Yeah, I think Newcastle have, uh, have uh, everything to stay. Everything to stay. Because uh, they they have a good, great manager. Uh, the spirit is there. The supporters are there behind all this, uh, uh, all this uh, thing, and uh, I am I am sure that uh, they have the spirit, they have the results now, they have the passion uh, to to play every game like it's a, it's it's your last game, 
That's how Newcastle have to face every game. It's uh, you have to give your your 100%, the 100% is not enough. You have to give your everything, every game, everything to to get the results. And I think with uh, because I saw the program, the next four five games are very important for Newcastle. Yeah. Because you have um, you have a program that you need to win games to get out of the trouble for good. I don't want to see Newcastle waiting for in the last three, four games, uh, you know, fighting to stay in the league because uh, it's going to be a really, really tough games, the last three, four games. So this is a period now that the team need to continue getting results. Absolutely. I mean, a final one from me, uh, Nicky. We're seeing now with the new owners, they're embracing, um, welcoming back former players. Um, I mean, you're still a cult hero around Newcastle. How long uh, before... Well, have you heard of the new owners and are we going to see you in the stands for a game anytime soon? <laughs> yeah, I, I would love to. I would love to. And, uh, of course, it's it's in my plans to come and uh, see one game soon. I would love to. Um, uh, when you are out of the job, uh, now now I'm out of the job, it's, a, it's the best time to travel and to... Yeah, and uh, I would love to. So hopefully the next five, six games, the team is in the safe position, then I can come and see the team. Enjoy staying in the league with you guys. Oh, that'd be fantastic. I'm sure you'll get a fantastic reception when you come to Newcastle to watch that game. But Nick, but Nick, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you about all things in regards to your career. And of course, Newcastle United uh, right now, it's, it's been absolutely brilliant. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. Thank you for the interview. Hope all the best Sam, for you and your team. Yeah, of course. Thank you very much, Sam. Where can everybody listen to this podcast? Every podcast outlet on YouTube. Subscribe to Newcastle Fans TV and also the Greenwood and Mulliner Show on Newcastle Fans TV on every podcast outlet. So from myself, Jonathan Greenwood, Sam Mulliner, our guest today, Nikki Patavasalu. We'll see you all very soon. Thank you. Newcastle Fans TV.